Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead. Hope you guys are recovering well from uh, the loss to Northwestern. Are, are we back? Are people, are they feeling better yet? Are they, You think they've coped yet? I don't know how that, that works game? psychologically. I think there's a lot of mixed emotions. Well, I had golf league last night, and a lot. Of, I was checking with people yeah. how they were doing, okay, how they you, were coping. Okay, what did you? what did you come away with? Think about it now. Yeah. Take a breath. This is where we're at with things. I mean, Nebraska's lost seven straight football games, dating back to last year. People are used to losing. Oh, see, that's trouble. And that is a bad place to be. Yeah. Used to losing. Yeah. I mean, they still watch the games, but you wouldn't believe the amount of people that I talked to, whether it was at Golf League or just yesterday in general, who just said they didn't even watch the game. I was like, I was like, what do you mean? He didn't watch the game. Like, I was busy, had things to do. I'm like, I don't, what? I've never heard that in my lifetime. We'll get to later next segment about uh, the status of this of this weekend's game. If, what do you expect the crowd to look like out there in terms of is it going to be packed? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be three quarters full? What is it, what will it look like? But I I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. But it was a different thought though for the people out there in Ireland. You could tell they were jacked for the game. They were they were pumped for it. Um, there was a, a high energy in Dublin, and I'm not speaking for everybody here. I'm just saying I, I talked to pockets of people that just said they didn't even watch the game. Okay, which the, I just was stunned by. We'll get to this. I always want the Vegas Bob Bobcat has been chiming in a lot now, and he's on it today. Okay, um, morning Vegas. He said, 19 years later, apathy has settled in." <sighs> 19 years. Now, that goes to 2003. And, yeah, I think, I, I mean, this is, if, if apathy is settling in, wow. then the, it's there's an inevitability to it, right? It's, it, there's a realization that what you're watching is just, it's just okay right now. It's just okay football. And, oh, what's, what's Gus saying? I think he's yawning. Uh, Gus is saying it's bad football. Oh, it's it's not it's bad. Not bad fo- that, that's the, that's where things are so weird for people because yeah. it, there's, there's, if if you think it's, it's a, not if you think football. it's a coach that's lost his team, he hasn't because they're still competitive no, they're every single game. No, but now Gus would say they've lost seven in a row. 
yeah. seven straight. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, Gus, I didn't even have to look. Yeah, he knew what you're going to say, Gus. Yeah. They've lost seven straight football games. They have the fourth longest losing streak in the entire country right now. Yeah. So, Gus, I mean, he's not out of bounds in saying that. Now, I'm more with you that I'm not I'm – not, I'm watching okay football. Anyway, we'll get to that. Now, it goes right into – our first subject, which is beautiful. We didn't plan it this way, but it works. Can one game tell us what to expect for Nebraska's run defense this season, or is there still hope, <laughs> time? I mean, one game, it's definitely a red flag. I, You gave up 4.6 yards per carry, which isn't sky – it's not that's not the sky's falling necessarily. Four point six yards per carry, that's not great. I mean, that's not that's not awful. It's not it's not well, what you want. What, what was the target? Nebraska, you say, has to give up less than four yards per I carry. Don't right? Say they have to, but it'd be nice if they if, did. Well, if they okay, let's to, put it this if way: they want to do something good this year. Well, Jake, in two thousand fifteen, Nebraska gave up three point eight yards per carry. And they were six and seven, they, and skipped and and snuck into sneaked into a and, bowl, and game. they won that bowl. Game. Yeah, but it doesn't guarantee. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that that would guarantee you anything, but the last time Nebraska allowed fewer than four yards a carry was 2015. That's the last time. Now that, I mean, that, I and they made one bowl game since that year. Then right, that's it, and. Does that bother me? I don't know if I was going to say it bothers me. No, it doesn't bother me. That's a sign of trouble in a program. Jake, in 2017, they allowed 5.6 yards per carry. Say that I can't say it without laughing. Please repeat that again. Mike Riley's last season in charge. Nebraska allowed 5.6 yards per carry. (laughs) A first down every two carries. That's just inc- run the football. It's an incredible number. So, five point six. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. Jeez. So, Eric Chenander didn't walk into. He walked into a situation where it was bound to get better. I mean, where are you going from five point six? Well, they went to five, which is still terrible. It's, it's, it's terrible. So in two thousand eighteen, they allowed five point yards a carry. Still terrible. Awful. Can't win that way. Okay, 2019, it went down to 4.8. Still awful. That's not good. You, no, there's no, nothing to celebrate going from 5.6 to 4.8. This is bad. This is a lot of the reason. When you identify reasons for Nebraska's slide as a program, we're in one right now. We're we're, we're talking about one right now. Turnovers are a big one, right? Yep. Yeah, well, they have been for a long time. Turnover margin. It's been an issue for an, even when Nebraska was winning with Bo. They had issues right. with turnover margin. Run defense is another big one. And, okay, so 2019, it got down to 4.8. Now, 2020-2021 was acceptable, 4.2. They allowed, Nebraska allowed 4.2. Okay. That's acceptable. I will Still not, not good. I, I won't go it's, any further. So now, is are we in another season? This is the question you ask. Are we in another season where we're going to watch Nebraska allow – it was 4.6 against Northwestern. Is, it, is that going to be what we're looking at? Because there's going to be better offensive lines yeah. and there's going to be better run games than Northwestern. As good as Northwestern is on the ground, I think they'll be better. There'll be better ones in Nebraska season. Wisconsin for sure. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, you got time for sure. before that game. That's in, that's in November. It is September second or third this weekend. That's good news and maybe bad news. Are you going to get banged up? I mean, guys are going to get banged up. You got to stay. You got to keep your key guys healthy. What's it look like after those two inside linebackers? I mean, Ernest Hausman played nine snaps in key in key parts of the second half on Saturday. But what if what if Reimer and Henrik are limping into November? <laughs> I mean, what yeah, if you, you already know the depth isn't great there, right? Right. Now. <laughs> what if we? What if Nebraska were to lose an interior defensive lineman right now, or two? You can't. It's like you can't. All right. We talked about it yesterday. We talked about it yesterday. We're going to talk more about it now. That to me is the biggest concern coming out of this because of what's ahead. Because of those five those five games at the end of the schedule. I mean, every it's tough before that, but the five. I'm saying five too cuz I put Illinois in that group. Bielema will crank it at you if you're if you're not defending the run well. Of course he will. Yeah, that's Brett B- yeah. Bielema. That's yeah, what he is. A big smile on his face too. Yeah, that's what that's what he's all about. I wonder if Bielema, Fleck, Harbaugh, Christ, Ferentz, I I have a mental picture of those guys watching Saturday's game and licking their chops. Well, I'm sure they did. Like they have most years recently against Nebraska, because somehow they just don't fix their mistakes. They don't. They don't change things up. Well, they tried. They. They. I mean, they. They did go into the portal. Now, if you're, if you, okay, you have to leave open the possibility that this is going to get better, and that what happened on Saturday was was maybe. A situation where, because of NCA rules, there's not much live tackling you can do in mm-hmm. camp anymore. There's just not, and you don't because of that. I mean, because of NCA rules, also the time of you're limited to only a certain amount of scrimmaging. So it's just not a lot. There's not you're not facing a lot of live runs, and now now and game speed's different than practice speed. And maybe Nebraska just wasn't quite ready for a team that was going to come at you full bore okay. on the ground. And now you can turn I mean, that around. Like North, Northwestern was, right, Northwestern was Northwestern ready for that defensively? Yeah, I mean, they, I, they had some missed tackles. They did. They weren't perfect tackling. But it wasn't as egregious as Nebraska's tackling issues. No. And Nebraska's not as good. Okay. Nebraska's run game is not as potent as Northwestern's. That's another thing you gotta you got to admit. It's not. I thought it I I was you know I was not that high in them. See, I, was. I we had never seen Anthony Grant before. Oh. We've never seen yeah. besides the spring game. We haven't seen those guys or, or or glimpses of practice right. twice before the season began. I I just I can't trust what people say or what coaches are saying about them because right now what is what is what they're saying even mean at this point. I know. The words Gra- sometimes well, What did you think of empty. Grant? I thought he looked okay. He had, I loved the touch and run he had. He had a great cut. He broke a nice tackle, and he went the distance. Showed some speed there. That was promising. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was it was ordinary. I mean, right by Nebraska, not bad, stand- not, not bad, not but bad. ordinary by Nebraska standards. Yeah, I mean, Nebraska's got a strong running back tradition. It does. Now, younger people, younger people 
when I say that, are thinking who? Amir, Amir Abdullah, yeah. Rex, Roy. I'm not. That's not who I think of. I think of Lawrence Phillips and Amon Green <laughs> and uh, excellent running backs. Yeah, Mike Rozier, Calvin Jones. Keith Jones. I mean, there's a they 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 had an incredibly long line. I left out guys, and I feel terrible for the for the ones I left out. But this is, yeah. Well, just think about this. They got, they got, so it's think about the quote that Casey Thompson had after the game. It's he he felt fine about his performance. He said at the end of the day, in the Big Ten, you got to run the ball and stop the run. He knows. Nebraska didn't do either of those things in the late third quarter and the fourth quarter. Not well enough to win. Right. I mean, I, I think you want to see it, you know, Northwestern, think about them this, you know, today. They, running backs, Hole and Porter, finished the game strong. I, I mean, they got stronger as the game went on. Think about that. Nebraska used to be that team. I know. I think about they, it all the time. I mean, they'd be up at the at halftime right. and still have a great second half with the starters or the backups. Nebraska right now was fine in the first half, the first quarter. Early second quarter, then they was they weren't great to end the first half. Great start to the third quarter, but who got stronger throughout the game? Northwestern or Nebraska? The answer is Northwestern. There was a time late in the game where I I, t- I turned to Sam McEwen, um, okay. and I turned to Robin Washett, my colleague at on three. It was it was late in the third quarter, early in the fourth, and I said, "Well, here's what's going to happen now. Um, Fitzgerald's just going to start pounding those running backs at Nebraska yes, he did. because they smell blood." And because it looked like Nebraska was wearing down, and because Cam Porter in particular run, ran like he smelled blood, I think Cam Porter's the better of those two. Hole is really good. Cam Porter had a lot of pop. He's not. I'm gonna tell you something right now. Porter will be a major factor in this league this year. I yeah, if he stays healthy, so will Hole. I mean, they both will. Those guys are both. Solid running backs, absolutely. They're very better good. than solid. They're they're good running backs. Yeah, they're good and maybe very good on. I think Porter may be very good. Now, so that's good. Now, that's good that Nebraska saw that. But I don't like the way it looked. I don't. Porter ran through guys too often. Too often. Hole kind of does too. Hole's a little bit slashier than Porter. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Porter's got a lot of pop. He just runs right into you. Now, he can run around you a little bit. I like him. I like Porter of the two. I thought Porter was scary the first time he – the first run he had, my thought was, Uh-oh. this is going to be a bitch. He's – yeah, <laughs> th- that's what this is going to be. I'm sorry. Is that is – that, That's fine. I'm sorry. Chris. I said a call from Chris, Chris at the <laughs> – I, I texted guys. It's not the Ballard <laughs> shop. Chris at the Baldwin <laughs> shop. 402-464-5685. Chris. <laughs> You're on early break. Go ahead, Chris. Good morning, Steve J. Okay, Chris. You got something on your mind because you, you called fast today. What's the deal? Well, you know, as right now, Steve, I as a pissed-off season ticket holder, Uh-oh. which I'm sure there's a lot of them out there, Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I watched the game again okay. last night. You know, it's funny, Steve Jake. The Big Ten Network, I can't, in the offseason, I can't find a Nebraska classic very rarely on air. Then all of a sudden, this Northwestern game, I think I've seen it on about a dozen times. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll hammer that. Yeah. I think that I don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're letting us know what right where we stand in this league. But, yeah. uh, 
You know, you guys, I, I don't know. I, I, I go back to the end of last year, looking at these two programs, and I thought, you know, well, who prepared better in the off season? You know, and who made the, the big changes that really worked? We talked, you guys, this summer about putting the pieces together for this uh, Nebraska team with all the newcomers. Uh-huh. Well, you know, on offense, I, I, you know, I was I was okay with the offense except for the running game. You guys, if we don't have a running game in this league, we're 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 dead in the water. That's yeah. that, and you guys know that we've yeah. talked about this before. Yeah. But but the real disappointment again watching watching this was the defense. You know, zero sacks. Two, two tackles for losses. You know, Garrett Nelson just had a tough time against uh, Skaronsky, the, the, uh, the uh, All-American. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. can tackle him. He looked like an All-American. I even think he got robbed on that motion penalty. I thought somebody moved ahead of him okay. on our defense. Okay. Now, they didn't that maybe have crossed the line there, but I'm, I'm not sure about that. But okay. uh, I, I'm going to give credit to the, the offensive tackle there because he played a heck of a game. I watched him screen out. I, I watched him a little closer yesterday on the, on the running plays. Boy, they had us sealed off good. I know on, they on did. a lot of them. They, they really did. did have us sealed off real good. But uh, – you guys, you're now you're talking about Illinois. I, I at the end of our game, and you guys probably I'm sure didn't get to see it, but they had the Illinois Wyoming game on, and Illinois looks pretty solid. Their defense looks looks really good. Now they played at uh, what I what I consider a very depleted Wyoming team, and I'm afraid you guys, this might be Craig Bowles last year out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think Wyoming's going to be very good this year, but uh, but Illinois, a game that well, we had in that W column, I I don't have I, I, that's a toss-up right now, oh, I would say. Right. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, okay. So, okay. Now, Steve, Jake, uh, going on down the road here, I am going to show up this Saturday against North Dakota. I know the guys at the shop here said there's all kinds of tickets out there, and they're very cheap right now. Uh, I, you know, I, I think our bellwether game to whether we see if we can pull out of this is the Oklahoma game, which uh, I think if they can somehow pull a win in that Oklahoma game, it'll erase a lot of these memories from this Northwestern game. Mm-hmm. But Steve, Jake, as of right now, uh, to me, we're already out of. I, I, I'm I'm saying that we're out of contention for the Big West title already. If you lose to Northwestern, you know, it, uh, Steve, Jake, I'd like to tell you too, if that Northwestern team Saturday, last Saturday, had an OU on their helmet, 
or had had uh, the Wolverine logo on their helmet, I'd feel a lot better about that game. But guys, this is Northwestern, a team that was supposed to finish last in the Big Ten West and probably be one of the worst teams in the Big Ten period. So I, uh, guys, there's a lot of work to do over there. And the administration, everybody seems to be on the same page finally after about 15, 20 years of turmoil. So this, guys, just is directly on Scott Frost. One more thing, Steve Jake. Okay. I, and I don't think it's a real good sign when the head coach and the offensive coordinator are, uh, are, are at each other a little bit after the game, especially after the first game. Yeah. So, Steve Jake, there's a, there's a lot to unpack on yeah. this team. And right now I don't look – it doesn't look good right now, but we'll see what the rest 11 games look like. So, yeah. Steve Jake, I'm going to hang up and listen. Thanks, All right, guys. thanks for the call. Yeah, let's unpack it. I mean, that's what we got to do. You have to always leave in – you have to keep in mind that teams evolve. It can evolve and get better. Now, they didn't – but but Nebraska didn't look particularly quick as a defense. They clearly, to me – you also have to think about this, Jake. They lost Cam Taylor-Britt, JoJo Doman – and two pretty good safeties. And I thought I I saw those losses. I saw the impact of those losses. I'd say especially JoJo. I mean, JoJo and Cam Taylor Britt were ex- pretty explosive players. They weren't perfect, but but Cam Taylor Britt was good enough to be a second round pick. JoJo may make that 53 at Indy. Possible. Um that in those losses I kind of they didn't have as much speed on defense. Safeties, you you saw the loss of Deontay Williams in particular, but also Markel. Markel played pretty well. Oh, those, those were yeah guys that were here for a while. Right, you know, they were old dudes. So experience up front. I, my concerns are not that much different coming out of that game than going in. They're they're a little. They they need one more big dude in the interior. Oh, they, 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 when they're gonna get that? They can't just get that. They're not gonna get it. And and I like Reimer and and I like Reimer especially, and I like Henrich. But as much as as productive as they were last year, Reimer had 108 tackles. Henrich had 99. Jay has talked about this Foreman. They did get pushed off the ball. They did get kind of overpowered in the box at times last year. And I saw some of that the other night. Now Reimer flew around and made a lot of plays especially early. Reimer, Reimer played much better than Henrich. Henrich, I would say, had an – I hate to say it. He's a captain. He's a great kid, but he had, he had a bad game. Now, he can, did. Oh, he, can he, he pull out, out of there, that? Man. Yeah, can he pull out of that? He has to. I mean, he can't be that limited. You can't wait, wait, miss that many we, did, tackles. Did we see that last year from him at all? At, time, he at was, times, but like, yeah, I, it looked like a totally different player in a bad way. Now again, well, yeah, time. Now did. again, it, it is game one, and that doesn't define the entire season for how you're going to play. But it, if that was the, the first game for his season, that uh, that's a huge alarm going off there. That's concerning for the he, linebackers. I mean, he, people would look at his stat and stats and say, "Well, Sip, he had nine tackles. Yeah, he had nine tackles. A lot of them were seven yards down the field." Right. 
Yeah, what, what kind of tackles do you have? Do you have the tackles that are for loss yeah, or at the line of scrimmage or the ones where you're just saving a play from going for a long touchdown? I mean, oh, Sean Mathis had 10 tackles, but what kind of impact did he have on the game? Pretty minimal, right? Yeah. Did nothing, nothing in the pass rush game at all. If, if you're looking at the way they graded in tackling, Ty Robinson actually graded pretty well as a tackler, according to pro football focus numbers, Caleb Tanner actually graded okay. O'Shawn did. Boy, Nash graded really low. Nash Hutmacher. No tackles for Nash. Uh, no tackles. <laughs> um, Colton Fe- Feast pretty lo- graded pretty, pretty low. Pretty low. Nobody up front graded very high at all overall Mathis Mathis you know made plays but not in the not in the the way we thought in the you know they didn't even touch Holinsky now can they get better can they get better that's the question I don't the guys are the guys though it's it's I mean could they bring in Va Maga Clements and could he make a significant difference he played 13 snaps inside linebacker I don't know. You're going to have to get those guys some experience, some playing time because yeah, you just can't expect the the you know Reimer well, and they Hendricks did. to stay healthy the whole year. They did. They 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 brought in Ativa Maga Clements and then Ernest Hausman played late. And and I and Hausman I understand why he might not have played great. It's his first ever game at Nebraska. He's a he's a true freshman. Mm-hmm. To expect him to come out there and play great is just Unreasonable for a fan. What people are probably screaming at times is this is year five. Yeah. Why are we having this conversation? Why are we light at inside linebacker? Why is Nebraska light there? Why are they light up front? Yep. Light meaning they don't have a – there's no – I mean, it, it did look the other night like that Damian Daniels loss is probably bigger than I thought. Um. But, listen, Damian Daniels just scratching to get in the NFL. What happened? The standards here have dropped in that now we point to guys that are barely getting in the NFL as, as big losses. What what happened to Nebraska <laughs> a great putting point. second and first rounders out I mean, there? They got two second-round picks last year. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, in terms of a lot of these positions that were huge spots last year, yeah, yeah they're, they're scraping to get in the league. Right. So – my concern, and I've I've voiced this this summer, and then I mean probably starting this summer, I've voiced it more and more, is we've let the standards drop pretty far now. We really have. I guess it's sort of organic the way it's transpired, but that's a great example of that. Wow, we really miss Damian Daniels. Well, he's not even in the NFL, and he was on a three and nine football team last right. year. Right. It's sad. Yeah, I mean, we we can't do anything about it though. Nebraska fans cannot do anything. They can voice their displeasure. They cannot show up to games, but they can't. They can't fire the. You coach. have to identify it though, and you have to identify it. And it's our job to put things in perspective. And there's a lot of perspective in that conversation, Jake. There is. Do you, do you understand yeah. where I'm coming from? Yes. We're saying that. Nebraska misses Dante Deontay Williams a lot and Markel Dismuke. They're not even NFL players. No. Okay, you got to you got to get to where you're pumping guys in the NFL. When Nebraska was winning at a high level, there were 15 guys on a defense that went to the NFL. 
19 guys that went to the NFL, I think, one year that eventually did. Yeah. I, that's, now, again, I'm hammering on this right now. We've let it drop. We, we aren't responsible, but we, the way we size it up, I think, is sort of dangerous now. And now, what you would say maybe is, can they just not get those guys, those those big time players anymore? Enough of them. You can well, get get them here and there. I want to read a couple of texts here from RJ. Okay. Uh, who do RJ? You see what says, I'm saying? I do. RJ says this at four six four five six eight five. I'll, I'll read two of his texts. He says, "If you're realist like me, you accept your position in the current pecking order of college football." Just another ordinary college program. Goes on to say this. Contrast Nebraska to Ohio State, and you'll see Nebraska is an also-ran. Buckeyes will have at least 25 NFL teams on hand to scout the Notre Dame game on Saturday. Mm -hmm. 60 recruits will be visiting, including 25-star players. Mm -hmm. They're about to announce they're going to pay every scholarship player over $100,000 a year in NIL money. Mm -hmm. How can you compete with that on a sustained basis? See, that's, that's the level before your own opponents in the Big Ten West. I know. You're talking about where do you actually belong in college football? And well, this is well, a scary conversation for the future. I mean, the, the right now, the current sucks, but how does it change in the future? I think it's a scary conversation for college football. I agreed. I, that's but what I the, think because cause what, why at Wisconsin wouldn't you have the same conversation? Ohio State's far ahead of Wisconsin. They are, but Wisconsin at least feels like you know, they, they've got their own division handled at this point. See, it's a very – okay, I, I know. Which is sad. I mean, yeah, the West is not doing anything against the East when it comes to winning the titles. We don't even know where to set our sights goal-wise because the Big Ten West isn't going to be around much no, longer. No, it's not. This is conversation, unfortunately, is thoroughly unappealing, <laughs> but it has to be had. Like, I know, like, Chris, guys like Chris and – I think I, me and Chris think a lot of alike, and it's probably an age thing. But I always want to say, well, you just got to you just got to get to where you can win the Big Ten. Oh, the Big Ten West is going away. <laughs> what, what, what then? What do we got? Yeah, you can have pods and maybe yeah. win your pod of four teams or whatever it is. Yeah, it kind of comes back to this, Jake. Okay, Jake. Okay, there is a way to simplify this conversation. Okay, and it's not pretty. <laughs> smart people do this all the time you try to make sense of the world and if an easy way to make sense of football is this it always comes down to blocking and tackling nebraska didn't block particularly well on saturday and didn't tackle particularly well on saturday and they lost the game right they had a chance to win but they lost always starts with blocking and tackling that's the basics of football right everything else beyond that it helps you Pull away. If you can't be good at the basics, you're not going to do very well in if, this game. If I'm a Nebraska fan, I'm going to the games and watching if Nebraska blocks and tackles. That's what I it's and, and, pretty much come down to that. This is the thing, too. I, I don't want excuses anymore about, about practice because everybody practices the same way. Yeah, I don't right? like that excuse. Like it's, not, it's not a valid excuse. It's not valid. Like uh, nobody can use that. Everyone has the same rules of practice. I know. Like you can't say, but oh, not every, no, no. It's I mean, hold on, though. I mean, Nebraska doesn't have the same pop in its running game as Northwestern, so it wasn't going to be as profound of effect. Even that, though, is just sort of alarming. What? What? What's simple? You just said Nebraska doesn't have as much pop in its running game as Northwestern. No, they don't. 
They don't. In last year's game, they sure did. I know they did. It's weird. Now, see, that's why that's it's the why good it's news. Very that's confusing. The, well, it can be. It also can be this. We overanalyze. This is the only game we have. It's the only data point we have. So we're overanalyzing the hell out of it. And we're 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 not. We probably don't leave open the possibility that they're going to get a lot better. But they. they <laughs> Because the, the cause fans, are, fans are defeated right now. They're not defeated. everybody is. Most well, people. Well, you can really. <laughs> most people. Are, yeah. They can really, <laughs> as Chris said, I mean, right now, the only thing to really redeem this and get people back on board is, okay, win the next two games, which are not a given by any means. North Dakota, Georgia Southern can definitely beat you at this point. Oh. But if you were to win those two games and then beat Oklahoma, I mean, you still have a bad taste in your mouth with this loss, but you, you feel like you get your, fanning, you get your fans back. Yeah. Like these next two, these next two games won't get the fans back. It will get them happy to get off the seven-game losing streak if they win one of those games. But if you can beat Oklahoma, you can really knock a lot of the sour taste out of your mouth from Northwestern, yeah. but still be zero and one in conference play. Before we get to break, uh, I want to read this text from Mike because it it really wraps up this segment pretty well. I think he says lately. I generally tune in to see what new and extraordinary way Nebraska can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. There was an extraordinary occurrence on (laughs) Saturday. You saw it, Mike. (laughs) Where I couldn't, I had to do a double take. But then you really did, though, because you've seen this, you've seen this movie before. No, this was a different movie. Yeah, it's a bingo card. This though. is sort of an interesting one. Yeah, um, it wasn't the only reason Nebraska lost, but it was interesting. I mean, he see, to, he see, he did. He tuned in and saw something he interesting. Did. Way to go, Mike! <laughs> More next in early break of the ticket. <laughs>